0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. I'm Cato Brown. Too many conservatives are a little too comfortable or silent in the face of anti-Semites, racists, bigots, and actual Nazis counting themselves among their ranks. So says David Bowes, executive vice president of the Cato Institute. He argues that having a big tent doesn't mean tolerating illiberal views. It's never uh, a fun thing to call out people uh, who are in your tribe, as uh, Arnold Kling and others would would call it. But a lot of times it's necessary. So uh, why do you suspect, uh, aside from the obvious, why do you suspect that uh, conservatives are having such a hard time uh, calling out those in their ranks who uh, represent pretty substantially illiberal ideas.
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is I... If I were a conservative, I would insist that these people are not, in fact, in my tribe. They're not my allies. People who are racist, people who are conspiracy theorists, people who are literal Nazis, um, I don't think conservatives believe that such people are in their tribe, which makes your question a little more difficult to answer. Why aren't they saying these are not our people as it seems to me, conservatives used to do. Um, I believe one answer to that might be that the Republican president seems to have welcomed people's support that previous Republican politicians would not have welcomed. Uh, He has retweeted tweets from people who most Republicans traditionally tried to stay away from, and that may make it difficult for any other conservative organization, whether it's Breitbart or Fox News or uh, even National Review, to say those people over there are beyond a line that we think the conservative movement ends long before.
0: There are a lot of people who call themselves conservatives, who are aligned with uh, Donald Trump, who are effectively peddling conspiracy theories, including people who – or, or you know, have regular gigs on, on Fox News, for example. That would seem to make it even more difficult.
1: Well, that's right. Although it wouldn't make it difficult for Fox News to say, hey, racists and conspiracy theorists are not what our fair and balanced network is about. We bring on people who have something important to say, people who we believe are telling the truth, or at least the truth as they see it with plausible evidence. Um, So, yes, to the extent that they have conspiracy theorists on, I don't think they're being a responsible news network or a responsible conservative organization. And that's what I'm saying here is there have always been... Creepy illiberal people on the left, creepy creepy, illiberal people on the right, and probably creepy illiberal people who don't fit on either the left or the right. And conservatives used to say that liberals were bad at policing the boundaries of liberalism. They, They would refer to the concept, no enemies to the left, and they said, you guys are not communists, you're not socialists, you're not revolutionaries, and yet you don't draw a right, bright line and say these communists and socialists are out of the mainstream and we reject them. And what I'm saying is now conservatives are also not saying... These racists and fascists are out of the mainstream. They're not conservatives and we reject them. And that's all I'm asking. I'm not saying that conservatives are racists or anything like that. I'm just saying conservatives ought to say racists and Nazis are not conservatives and we reject them rather than complaining that the racists and Nazis are being kicked off Twitter.
0: So uh, Buckley is uh, credited with being the sort of crafter of the modern conservative movement. What did he do? Did he was it just he called people out and said, you don't believe what we believe and we don't want anything to do with you? Well, first, as editor
1: of National Review, and he made some mistakes. And if you look at some National Review articles from the 1950s, maybe 1960s, uh, you see some things that are um pretty unacceptable by contemporary standards. Nevertheless, he did get better. And first of all, he kept the fringe conspiracy theorists out of the pages of National Review. So that's the first thing is just you don't welcome them in. The second thing was he did formally sort of kick out uh the John Birch Society, saying conservatives should not be should not have any truck with the John Birch Society, its conspiracy theorists. Later, um, he denounced a former friend of his, Joe Sobrin, for anti-Semitism and said anti-Semitism has no place in our movement. Now, some of the listeners to this podcast are going to say, yeah, and he also pretty much excommunicated Ayn Rand and the objectivists, and that's right. And I'm not sure he was right to do that, although as a libertarian, I might say, well, the objectivists belong in the libertarian movement, not the conservative movement. But it is of a piece with saying the conservative movement has a set of values. And if people don't share those values, then they're not part of our movement. And that's what I'm complaining that CPAC and other conservative organizations are not doing today.
0: Do you think libertarians have a similar problem?
1: Well, there certainly have been unsavory people who have called themselves libertarians in the past, probably still are some. But I think the... Uh, ranking uh, libertarian organizations, Cato, Reason, places like that, have pretty well uh, separated ourselves from anybody like that, so I don't think it's a similar thing. The Cato Institute has not recently given a Lincoln Fellowship to somebody who drops literal Nazi code words into his tweets. Um, unfortunately, a conservative think tank did that, and that's the sort of thing that I'm saying should be unacceptable. You don't. I don't expect a conservative think tank to give Lincoln fellowships to. Everybody, I approve libertarians. Um, I do think that people who propagate the Pizzagate conspiracy theory and use Nazi code words should not be getting a Lincoln Fellowship from a
0: respectable think tank. You know, uh, in Washington D.C., as as I've often heard, ideas are servants to interests, and uh, they're. May be some concern among uh, people in the Republican Party in particular that unless we can translate ideas to action um, w- w- through winning elections, uh, none of this matters. and And so making the tent bigger uh, might be a goal of theirs, even if they are allowing some pretty unsavory people to uh, affiliate with them. Well, Ronald Reagan won four elections
1: uh, without making the tent big enough to explicitly include racists. Um, I don't really think that there's any countable number of people out there who would not vote for Donald Trump if CPAC excluded French fascists from its speaking agenda. I don't think there's any noticeable number of people who would choose to not vote for Donald Trump if Twitter kicks the American Nazi Party off but but that is explicitly what some leading conservatives have complained about that Twitter has kicked people off of Twitter who who literally include the American Nazi Party
0: David Bowes is author of The Libertarian Mind and is executive vice president of the Cato Institute Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.